Well, well, well. I had surprisingly one of the most difficult and disappointing and yet still overall good weeks in predicting the schedule. Let's get into it. Here we go. Pulling up the stats of this week, let's start with the obvious. Um, the, the Miami Dolphins are literally just keeping Tua healthy away from probably running the table in the AFC if they keep this up. That neutral site game that is overseas uh, for both teams as the Chiefs and the Dolphins could prove to be a difficult spot, but... I mean, they're going to be the fourth game we talk about, and it was rough uh, for one side. But let's begin with the Titans and the Browns. This was a brutal day. I really thought this was going to go another way. Guys, the Cleveland Browns are for real. Um, Cleveland's for real. They are absolutely stacked defensively. Now, I want it to be known I still question Deshaun Watson's decision-making. But Cleveland's defense could just carry them far into the playoffs. They have a, a lot of games left. You know, their schedule is not an easy one by any means. They play the, the Ravens and 49ers the next two weeks. Those are going to be some tough tests. Then they come back for the Colts. Uh, then they play the Seahawks. They should win the Colts game, I would think. But, you know, Indianapolis took Baltimore to the limits and beat them today, uh, yesterday too. So, They've still got a tough schedule ahead, uh, but they have also some very winnable games. Let, let me give you those real quick. They should beat the Cardinals. These are the games I think they should win. They should beat the Cardinals. They should beat the Broncos. Everybody should beat the Broncos at this point. Yikes. They should beat the Bears. They should beat the Texans. And they should beat the Jets. That would put them at 1-2 three, four, five more wins. They're already at seven and one in this scenario then. I think they'll beat the Colts. That's eight and one. They only need about two or three more games. They just have to steal two or three games. Now, they could beat the Rams, giving them their ninth game. And they have an opportunity to, of course, you know, play the Bengals again. Maybe they can continue to keep Joe Burrow on ice. But the, the Browns, they've got a really, really good defense. Um Miles Garrett was just literally in Ryan Tannehill's face all day. Uh, there, there was not a moment where Ryan Tannehill was on that field that it did not seem he was being accosted by the uh, the defensive line of the the Cleveland Browns. They win twenty seven to three. So I start off one and one. I predicted the Thursday night game correctly with the Forty ers over the Giants, but I'm one and one, and the hits keep coming because. I go one and two to start. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars laid a massive egg as well. Uh, who would have thought that the Texans, of all teams, would have come into Jacksonville and beat them by 20? You heard me right, by 20. Uh, C.J. Stroud was 20 of 30 for 280 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions on the season now. I want you guys to respect something here so far. Um, C.J. Stroud has not thrown an interception yet in the NFL. He has four touchdowns to no interceptions. 
didn't throw any touchdowns in his first game against Baltimore, but that's understandable. Baltimore is a lot like the Steelers in that they've got a very good defensive front that always plays really well against rookies. Well, since then, C.J. Stroud has done nothing but throw touchdowns and no interceptions. His completion percentage is also not terrible. 63.8%, 63.6, and 66.7. He's getting better each game. His very first game against Baltimore it was a 63.6. Week 2 was 63.8. It jumped up a whole three points nearly to 66.7. His average per attempt, per completion, I should say, has also jumped up. It was 5.5 against Baltimore. It jumped up a full three yards nearly to 8.2 and then jumped up another yard to 9.3 this past Sunday. Are the Texans for real? Well, we're going to find out this Sunday when they play the Steelers. Uh, Again, C.J. Stroud will play against a defense that has typically, much like Baltimore, kind of kept rookie quarterbacks in check. Uh, There are exceptions to that rule, but overall, man, the – the Houston Texans look look legit. I am now one and two, and I'm gonna go one and three because the Indianapolis Colts shocked the Ravens. Yeah, there's some questions about the ticky tack, no pass interference, you know, pass interference, no call, I should say, that happened at the end of the game in overtime to give the Colts the ball back and a chance to win. But If you are the Baltimore Ravens at home against the Gardner Minshew-led Colts who literally ran it down your throat 30 times with just one player in Zach Moss, how do you lose this game? How do you lose? It's pathetic. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's going to come back. The Colts might be 3-1. Who would have thought? The Colts next week, of course, as we know, they're going to go and play the Rams. And then the first game back for Jonathan Taylor is either the Titans versus the Colts or the Colts versus the Jaguars. Funny tidbit, the Colts have not won in Jacksonville since the Andrew Luck era. Been a long time. But I'm 1-3. And the Miami Dolphins saved my bacon a little bit here because they put up 70 uh, points. I I really wish I were making that up. Uh, they, they scored. <laughs> oh, Monica, if you're listening, just fast forward through this part. They scored 14 in the first, 21 in the second, 14 in the third, and 21 in the fourth. And they were genuinely not trying to run the score up. I mean, it was it was a rough day at the office for Denver fans because literally you were never close. Like, there was not a point. The only time this game was close was when it started. And it wasn't even really all that long because a minute and 23 seconds into the game, uh, Tyreek Hill scored a touchdown. It was over from there. Tua Tungavaloa was 23 of 26 for 309 with four touchdowns. Devin A. Chain, 18 carries, 203 yards, and two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 157 yards, and a touchdown. 
after the game, Sean Payton wasn't having it. They were asking him questions about, you know, well, this was an, a historic day. And he said, okay, what's the question? And was noticeably upset. Can't say I blame him. You lost by 50. Let's have an honest conversation here real quick about the Denver Broncos. Uh, received this text message from Monica today. And it has been reported that the following Broncos players are projected to be on the trade block in the coming weeks. Wide receiver Cortland Sutton, wide receiver Jerry Judy, safety Justin Simmons, Steelers, I'm talking to you, go get him right now. Linebacker Josie Jewell, edge Randy Gregory, and the offensive tackle Garrett Bowles. I think Garrett Bowles on this list right now is the most likely to get traded because he was, after the game, in what we can't play because of what he said, very noticeably upset, saying, I'm tired of losing. I don't want to lose anymore. I think it's very likely he gets traded or released even. But there is no projection right now for a Pat Sertan trade to happen, so don't go there yet. But I think it's going to happen in the offseason. The Dolphins put up 10 touchdowns. Um, I mean, they, they could not be stopped. Even when they put the backups in, they still scored touchdowns. I am now two and three. Okay. Getting some traction here. I go three and three. Patriots win a just a awful game. Uh, a defensive struggle, I guess we could say. Ezekiel Elliott had a good game. 16 carries, 80 yards. I guess I should take back what I said, though I still think he's not going to do that every week. They win 15 to 10. I'm now three or two and three. And then I go three and three. I had Buffalo over the Washington Commanders, and I said I thought this was gonna be a bloodbath, and it 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 was. 37 to 3. Uh it's no Miami game, but the Bills defense basically had their way with Sam Howell at every given moment. Like, they, if they wanted him to throw a pick, he was going to throw a pick. If they wanted him to take a sack, he's going to take a sack. If they wanted them to go three and out, they were going to go three and out. You get the picture. They went 37-3. to Three, three and three. Four and three. Lions over the Falcons, 20-6. to six. Uh, It wasn't, you know, an impressive game necessarily. It wasn't a high-scoring affair, but it it showed me a couple of things. Number one... The Falcons are close. They're not a bad team. This game was 13-3 to for the longest time until it finally broke open and was 20-3 to and then ended up being 20-6. to The Falcons are so close. I think they're, they're just a couple of pieces away from being a contender, and the Lions are back to what we thought they would be. They're 2-1. and They really should be 3-0. and uh, That Seattle game was a fluke, in my opinion. I don't think you'll see that a lot unless it's a playoff team specifically. But this was a playoff preview, I think, because the Falcons more than likely will end up winning their division. It was a 20-6 to victory for the Lions, 4-3. and I'm now 5-3 and because the Packers ended up coming back from a 17 to nothing deficit and won 18-17. to uh, Jordan Love had one of his worst games uh, ever, and yet still found a way to gut it out at the very end when it was needed most. He scored the two touchdowns that put them back into this game and ended up winning it, uh, including a pass to Romeo Dobbs, or Romeo, depending on how you say it, to take the lead at 18-17. to 17. 
And Derek Carr also hurt his AC joint, uh, has a sprained AC joint right now, and is currently in doubt to play week four. Five and three. I go six and three because the Chargers did beat the Vikings. It wasn't quite a beat down, but the Minnesota Vikings are 0-3. Their playoff chances, only six teams have made the playoffs after starting 0-3. Think about that. Six. The last team to do it was the Texans um, in 2019 with Deshaun Watson when they ended up getting beaten by the Chiefs on their way to their first Super Bowl win in the Andy Reid era. Chargers, you avoided a scare because at the very end of the game, it looked like, it looked like Kirk Cousins was about to pull out some of that magic. But evidently, he couldn't hear the play. Uh, And so... He threw an interception instead to end the game. During this game, Keenan Allen threw a touchdown pass, and Mike Williams tore his ACL. He's out for the season and is probably done in the Chargers you know, organization. He's a great receiver. He just cannot stay healthy. They have Quentin Johnston for a reason. Josh Palmer looked good in his limited action the last couple of years. Expect him to step up there. And I think this is the last time you see Mike Williams suiting up as a Charger. All right. Five and three. Well, I said no, I'm six and three. Yeah, seven and three. Seven and three. Here we go. Here we go. Seahawks beat the Panthers 37 to 27. Wasn't even really that much of a game at the end of it, but... The final score doesn't really indicate just how close this game was going into the fourth quarter. Uh, It was an eight-point or nine-point game going into the fourth quarter, but at the start of the third, it was 13-12. to You know, the Seahawks were on top by a point, and, or no, they were losing, excuse me, they were losing 13-12, to and then they end up going on a tear, basically, and only allowed the Panthers to score two more times and end up beating them 37 to 27 but I think this game it's it's one of those where it doesn't look as close on the stat sheet and on the scoreboard as it really did in the game itself probably one of the worst losses um six and six and four um man the Cardinals beat the Cowboys. Um I I I cannot believe that. Uh it it was not even really close. I mean there was there was a moment where it was fifteen to ten and then eighteen to ten, but then it it was over after that. Uh it was twenty one to ten shortly thereafter at the end of the half and the Cowboys never really recovered. I don't know if this says more about the Dallas Cowboys or it says more about the Cardinals, but I just have to believe the Cardinals are tanking. They just didn't understand the assignment. So six and four, but I do get a, a win back because somebody was in the Kansas City game. You all know by now. Taylor Swift was in the house. Apparently her and Travis Kelsey are dating or they're in one of those lucrative, I'll show up at your stuff, you show up at mine will both win type of relationships. 
at one point this this game it was forty one nothing. Chiefs ended up winning forty one to ten. Uh, Mahomes continuing to be an early MVP candidate as always. Uh, seven touchdowns on the season, two interceptions. Uh, both of those picks. I mean, they were early on in the season. You know, they played a Jacksonville team that was really really close and tight. They lost that game to Detroit. But he did what he was supposed to do here against the Chicago Bears. 7-4. and four. All right. Steelers, Raiders. Hey, Mark Garner, I know you're not listening to this, but Mark texted me before the game. He was like, Raiders 25, Steelers 20. Yeah. You were wrong. 23-18 to is still a lot closer than it should have been. And I have to tell you, the officiating was atrocious in that game at the end. Steelers were up 23-7, to and then all of a sudden, the Raiders were just allowed to hold whoever was in front of them, and the refs just didn't care. Steelers ended up winning 23-18. to This is the Steeler way. I've learned this. You just have to get over it. The Steelers of the next four games... Three are very winnable. One I'm a little worried about. Uh, Of the next four games, three of them, I think, we will come away with a win. So at the very least, we are projected to be 5-2 and going into that Thursday night matchup against the Titans, which is at home. And by the way, we normally play very well on Thursday night football at home against the Tennessee Titans. Tell that story if I remember it later. Steelers win 23-18. to 18. Uh, The defense continues to look good. This is the best game we've seen from Kenny Pickett. He was 16-28, to 28, 235 yards and two touchdowns. I want to see more of this. I want to see more of this Kenny. I want to see more of that type of play design and that type of scheme because that's a winning scheme. With the offense that we have, Canada, do more of that. 8-4. and four. Or eight and f- eight, nine and four. I don't remember. I'm eleven and five. Let me just cut to the chase here. I correctly predicted the Eagles would beat the Buccaneers. Uh, it was not close. Baker Mayfield did not have a, a great day. Threw his first interception, fifteen to twenty five for 146 yards. wasn't great. But I, I'm telling you right now, guys. Um, Jalen Hurts was supposed to be an MVP candidate right now. He does not look like that. Um, like, I'm sorry. He he does not look like that. On the season, he has three touchdowns and three interceptions. Three touchdowns, three interceptions. That's just throwing the ball. I get it. Do you know who has about the same stat line throwing to in, throwing touchdown to interception ratio? It's Kenny Pickett, but he's thrown one more touchdown. I'm worried. I don't know what's going on with Jalen Hurts. They're playing well. They're winning, and that doesn't really matter because as long as they win, who cares? But um, I don't know. They've they've got some tough opponents on their schedule. Uh, I mean, think about this. The Commanders last year beat them and ended their perfect season. They could do that again this year. The Rams, who knows? how that will will go. I don't think it will go in the Rams' favor, but I could be wrong. The Dolphins, Commanders again, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks. 
uh, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Most of the rest of their schedule are playoff teams. Yikes. And finally, the Cincinnati Bengals broke my heart tonight, making me go 11-5 and five because they, they beat the Rams 19-16. to 16. Joe Burrow was 26 of 49, 259 yards and an interception. Um guys, if you're if you're listening in uh Cincinnati, I know you're not, but if you are, you're going to get your quarterback killed. Um you're going to you're going to get your quarterback killed. Uh it's not sustainable this way. It it just can't be. Two sacks on the night. Not as many as I thought would happen. Um, but they did hit Joe Burrow six times. Th- this is going to be a situation where if that calf injury doesn't heal, it can turn into the exact same situation as it did for Aaron Rodgers. Ugh. All right. Let's do a little week four preview. This is one of the last Thursday night games that will truly be intriguing uh, as far as who's going to win, we don't know until probably week nine with the, the Titans and the Steelers. Um, yeah, yikes. And then week 11 with the Bengals and the Ravens. And then, of course, week 12 we'll have some Thursday night game, Thursday night football that will be intriguing. But this is the first of two Thursday night games that we get between the Packers and the Lions. Uh, Lions are coming into Lambeau Field, and they are looking to play spoiler again like they did last year. I I will not give a prediction just yet. I'll save that for Thursday, but I will say right now, uh, if you listened to my preseason predictions, you already kind of know where I'm leaning with this, but I have to give Jordan Love credit. He's having an MVP caliber season so far. Didn't, didn't really show this past Sunday, but tonight, Thursday night, I should say, is a great time for that test to be passed or failed. If he plays well against the Lions defense, watch out. Till Thursday. Take care.